1: Oh, boy. All right. Welcome back, Mets fans, to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. This is an episode that we were dreading making. Not, not not, too excited about this one, but obviously with what's been going on in Mets world, I know we had been you know, a little MIA for a little bit, but you guys heard in the last episode, hopefully, about why. Carlos Correa. We can say his name. Uh, Beetlejuice is now allowed to be spoken about on the podcast, but for all the wrong reasons. Uh, I wish we could be a little bit more excited about this. But yeah, obviously, Carlos Correa has now signed with the Minnesota Twins. The Mets were involved. The Mets have gone back and forth. We're going to talk about that on today's episode of the podcast, as well as what this means for the Mets moving forward, what to expect. And, you know, it's still me and James. We're going to talk about a random reliever that just got DFA'd and why we think he fits on this roster. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this. uh, Maybe a little bit of a therapy session, a little bit of a debriefing, a little bit of copium, as they like to say. The the kids online like to say taking some copium. But... You know, we're gonna be uh we're going to be talking a little bit about Mets baseball today and all the stuff that we haven't really been able to be talk about recently. So thank you guys so much for coming around. Uh, make sure you are following us on all our social media, at Mets Up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. YouTube video will be on the New York Mets channel. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. James, me, me and you, we've, we've obviously been talking for a while. We're good friends, but uh, share with the people, how are you feeling, initial reaction. It sucks. It's sad. Like we thought for a long
0: time. Not even like us, like Mark and I, like the collective we, like all Mets fans out there, thought that Carlos Correa would be on this team. And then now it just hasn't happened. And it's the third team that he allegedly assigned with in the offseason. This time it looks like it's gonna stick. And it's it's just sad because you thought this was gonna be a moment where like we could we could just flex on the rest of the league. And it didn't it didn't wind up happening. Whatever reason that may be that is the truth. That's the world we live in now. And this is, you, you just hope that it doesn't like people don't fixate too much on what just happened because we yes. had such an incredible month before this happened and like an amazing off season by all of all intents and purposes. And now the one move that was like the cherry on top, that's, that's not there anymore. And that ruins the entire Sunday. You don't want that to be, you know?
1: No, I, th- I think that's completely fair because like really the Mets had a great off season. They did a lot of really, really good things. And it's, I think we've spoke about this before just like the series of events that happened like if this happened at the start of the offseason and the mets did the rest you'd have a lot different feel than what it is right now with the offseason essentially coming to an end with carlos cray now going to a different team but i mean we we know what you guys know we're obviously on twitter we're obviously following along um you know my job is is baseball everything baseball related on content side james super into baseball been writing doing you know work for his companies as well like we're super super connected so everything that you guys see we see as well and it just i you kind of you kind of understand maybe why things went the way that they did it was just it felt like it might have been a little bit tough to to continue on and i mean to carlos correa he got he's he still got money he still got paid by the twins and i i think the mets being there just made it hurt a little bit more but also at the same regard like you said james it's the cherry on top it was 100% the cherry on top of what was a good off season for this team.
0: It's also like just thinking about the timeline and we can, we can divulge on that a little bit more now that we're allowed to say Carlos Correa's name again. And because we, we talked to you guys a very long time. And, and Marlos Morea, Jarlos Jurea, um, just like you guys, we woke up or just were up late at night in the December, December evening or morning. And we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this just happened. And it was like the euphoria, like the shock, like the, the absolute unbelievableness of it all. and we were we were jacked up like it was it was a really cool thing and thought it was going to be a big a big addition to the team a power bat a third baseman things that things that would have been helpful things that would have made one of the best teams in baseball better like there's the, both those things are true the mets with without carlos correa then and now were one of the best teams of baseball this Mets lineup with one of the better hitters in baseball would have become better like that's not i'm not saying anything crazy here and then just going from that high point hilariously an episode i'll never recording an episode i'll never see the light of day and then waking up on Christmas Eve and going all the way back down and seeing, like, oh my God, hit a snag again. And then from there, dealing with the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, for those who celebrate and being like, there's nothing. Complete radio silence from every single person involved here. No leaks on the Mets side, no leaks on Boris's side, just complete silence the whole way. And we're sitting here like, oh my God, like, how, like, what's going on right now? Like, this is unbelievable. Like, we haven't seen anything like this ever in this sport. And then to go through the last week where now, like, the little things started dropping everywhere a little hint little hint a little hint a little hint we're sitting here and we know we're watching it all and it's just this waiting and waiting and waiting for a final resolution and like we've seen a lot of you guys on twitter being like i just i don't even care anymore i just really want something to happen like i just need to know yes or no like we we as mets fans needed our lives back and it, it created this kind of funny fun dynamic i guess just between like in all of mets twitter like all of my, even even just between like Mark and I even between all the people who work on this podcast, you know, shout out Vito who's out there producing right now like this is this was such a crazy unforeseen event in terms of an MLB baseball free agent and the fact that we were in the middle of it just adds so much to what's been like a ridiculous year, year and a half of this organization.
1: The, the crazy thing is in that unreleased episode that we had, where we were so excited about what it could have been. You said one thing that stuck out in particular and you're like, it doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel real that this could be happening. And unfortunately those words came true. Like was true. again, we, we are definitely, I think some of the more level headed Mets fans that are out there and that probably drives some people absolutely crazy that we don't scream and yell that we're not like gloom and doom and stuff. But in all honesty, like, it's it's such not that feeling right now. It's just more so of like, you know, a punch in the stomach because you thought you had something that you no longer have. But in all honesty, you, you, you did never have it. He was never on this team. He was never signed to a contract, any of that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's a very weird feeling of what's going on here because you thought for a long time that you had one of the best players in baseball on your team. But like you said, at the end of the day, the Mets are still one of the best. Not even a long
0: baseball. time. It was, what, two, it was, it was two and a half weeks. It wasn't a long time.
1: I mean, it was, nothing it felt else. It was a little like, bit longer than, than the Giants thought they had, but. Felt like know. forever. It felt like forever that, you know, we've been waiting for this answer. And, and for those of you who keep tabs on the podcast, you have noticed during this time we have not put out a lot of content. And I think you can understand why. Because, uh, I mean, look at what was going on with this whole negotiation stuff like back and forth. This team's in, this team's in, Metzer in. Like everything that was going on with this was absolute chaos. And as much as we would have loved to have covered it every single step of the way, you got to you know, also understand what's going on here with us and being the official podcast and the message just certain things that you can and cannot do. But I mean, based on what happened, it's just it's a very weird feeling. And maybe it's me trying to cope. Maybe it's me. But like, we're going to be OK. We're going to be OK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: I mean, we're inhaling the copium right now at the record pace. Like I made a meme comparing today, comparing carl's Correa to Anthony Rendon. Like I don't know, you could you could glean from that what you will. Mark Mark's made three different YouTube videos, of carl's Correa signing with three different teams. Like with, with like, and they all have three very different tones. Like we're gonna do what we can. Um, it's just it's 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 such a weird mix of emotions that we've had to deal with here, especially because again, like this team was really good before this happened, and this would have just been like that. Like that punch in the mouth to the rest of the league, and that would have been cool. But now it's still this is still a team that is incredibly, incredibly talented, incredibly deep, has an incredible amount of potential. Like even if you look at last year's stats, a lot of people are still like poking at the Mets lineup right now. Last year, in terms of WRC plus weighted runs created plus, which is not a perfect stat, especially because it uses the stadium that a team plays in and it it equates it to like average for the rest of the league. And since the Mets play their home games in city field, that's one of the harder parks to hit in baseball. It'll inflate their WRC plus over the season, but they were still third best in that and runs created a neutral environment. Even in terms of power stats, somewhere that people thought the Mets really struggled last year, they were 15th and 16th in home runs and isolated slugging percentage. Iso, isolated slugging percentage is if you take a team's slugging percentage and subtract their batting average. So it's just a measure of their extra base hits this year. And that bumps the Mets up because the Mets had a higher batting average than most of the league last year. But even still, just their isolated slugging percentage was basically right there, league average. So even without Carlos Correa, this team still has a very potent lineup and a lineup very, very capable of of beating anybody any given day in Major League Baseball.
1: I mean, I'll also take the stance of, you know, He's not a make-or-break player either for this team or for the team that he's now on, the Minnesota Twins. They were bad last year, and he was a vital cog of that offense, their best player, arguably. like Would have been great, but like you said, there were a lot of good things that this team did. And, I mean, this opens the door now for that more playing time for Brett Beatty, which is something that I think a lot of Mets fans are super excited about. Just the fact that this young prospect who was a first-round pick a couple years ago by the new york mets we saw some glimpses of him last year maybe he wasn't fully 100 prepared last season but now with a major league experience underneath his belt the fact that he kind of i think knows what his role is going to be more realistically on this team it's gonna be a little bit more comfortable it opens the door for him and i mean he was he's been great in the minors and all the minor league prospect guys have a lot of great things to say about brett Beatty. so i mean copium again you guys hear that word over and over again the internet meme but this opens the door for Brett Beatty to maybe take over and be that guy that we could use or Eduardo Escobar played well at times last year too he had some big moments with this team like it's really it's weird it's weird to talk about a guy that technically was never a part of this team and losing him but at the in the same regards like yeah. that's kind of how it is
0: I mean yeah, major copium but Brett Beatty power and on on base percentage Eduardo Escobar is a solid all-around player who's a much better hitter from the right side plays usually decent defense 5% betting league average last year. That sounds like two guys between a lefty and someone who's much better righty could could cover a position very well over the course of a season. I I know that Tweet I had more copium today. I said, the Astros, who everybody, I think, would agree, are probably the smartest <laughs> oh, team in the yeah. whole league, right? They just they just won the World Series. Like, that's not that's not nothing crazy to say. Just last offseason, they let Carlos Correa walk. It doesn't seem like they even very seriously offered them a contract. Their replacement for him won the World Series MVP. I don't know. He was, what, a 24-, 25-year-old rookie? It sounds familiar. I don't know. I'm maybe, maybe you think I'm grasping at straws here, but this isn't – I don't know. This, is, this isn't this, – it's very hard to track the feelings of Mets fans right now, and I asked Mets fans on Twitter today, like, let me know how you're feeling. And the answers I got were such a wide range of emotions that really Same. encapsulates what's going on right now. Someone was like, I don't care. Some people were like, I'm sad. Some people like, I'm happy. Some people like, it's okay. Some people like, it sucks. Darren, our boy, UK Mets, Darren Ferguson said, I'm upset because I already ordered his jersey, which I, I feel for Darren in that sense, right there. That's that's probably a lesson to be learned for all of us. A lot of people say it's okay, or it's the lineup is still good. Someone's like, Okay, but now we can go get a different a bigger fish later on. It's it's so it's so funny to be able to to have this like line to Mets fans and see how different people are feeling when the same exact thing happened. The same thing, the same event is causing all these different little like little runs of emotion. It's 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 pretty amazing to watch.
1: The two coasts were hit by Carlos Correa, and it ends up going to the Midwest, out in Minnesota, and they'll be very happy and fine with it. It's just like I mean, even my tweet where I tweeted out, uh, you know, if the Mets sign Carlos Correa, if you follow me and retweet, I'm gonna give away a sign or a, a Carlos Correa jersey to somebody. People are like, pick the winner, pick the winner. I'm like, wait until I'm waiting until this is official. You, we just saw a team not be able to do get it done with him because of stuff. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a little bit here. Ended up being right. I wish I was wrong. Would have been great, but I don't know. I, I think you know, again, we haven't been able to talk about Carlos Correa on this podcast. We're going to use this time to do so, but once we're done here, we got to move on. We got to move on for Carlos Correa because he's not going to be a part of this team. He's going to be a part of the Minnesota Twins. We'll see them in Minnesota in September. So, you know, we'll see what's going on there. A lot of people are talking about when the Mets play the Rangers circle in that probably going to circle the Minnesota Twins series too out in September in Minnesota. It's going to be freezing probably out there. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a very, very weird feeling. Like uh, I'm, I'm in a glass case of emotion, to quote uh, Will Ferrell, an anchor man. That's exactly how I feel. It's also just a good
0: learning experience for all of us as baseball fans who spend a lot of time on social media because we're proven time and time again that the people to trust are besides besides our boy are Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal. Like We you're, yeah. you're, were out here listening to Jim Bowden and Steve Phillips and all these other people on Mets Twitter and all these other teams, little Twitter accounts, all these people with fake check marks, shout out, Mark. It's, it's just, it's it, you have to just sit and wait for the real stuff because there's only a few people who we can really trust absolutely positively all the time. One, of course, is our boy who will remain nameless. You know who you are, you're listening right now.
1: And also Passon and Rosenthal, like that's it. Well, think about the Venn diagram of one, New York Mets fans just in general in college football. It doesn't mix well. We know in the last episode, we talked about college football for the last 30 minutes. People got mad. I get it. You wanted to hear us talk about Carlos Correa. We couldn't get over it. But I also, we also know that the New York fan base does not give a damn about college football. There's just, there's no college football around here. I'm sorry, Rutgers, not to be disrespectful to you guys, but there's, there's no college football around here. There's no college football culture. So the fact that Someone thought, Steve Phillips or whatever, thought that the Venn diagram of the people that are watching college football, that includes Georgia fans and TCU fans, Atlanta Braves fans and Texas, would the Mets would wait to announce this because the national championship was on. Like, I mean, like you said, I think if we learn anything, uh, patience is key. Patience is important. Uh, don't always trust what you see. Don't always trust what you hear. It's not always as it appears. I mean, just... You just got to wait, got to wait. It's another lesson in social media and, and news and who to trust and who not. And uh, I think we've cleaned up our list even more so than we had in the past of reliable sources and whatnot. Think about
0: Giants fans right now, San Francisco Giants fans. They thought they had Carlos Cray like a month ago. <laughs> and this is big down to two different teams since then. And, and he lost, what, $150 million in the process. It's, it's unbelievable to think about this saga and how it's gone on. How How simple and straightforward free agency was at the beginning it was just like signing 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 and now it's completely every single guy went off the board except for Carlos Correa and now this incredibly long drawn out process and now it's just the dust is, has finally settled by the time you guys are listening to this and we all have to move forward because pitchers and catchers are reporting in only about a month like 35 38 days which is unbelievably close we're in january this is the, this is this is as low as the baseball point season ever gets and it's only going to go up from here in terms of excitement in terms of stories in terms of news it's about it's about to get crazy and there's probably a couple more moves that could be made. Nothing crazy. I know there were a lot of people on Twitter being like, what's the next big one? Probably isn't right now. It doesn't really seem like that anything is in the forefront at all. Like I can't even, if I had to think about every single roster in baseball, who the highest profile guy who could be moved even is. Brian Reynolds, maybe, but it will not be to the Mets. Probably not because there's no real need. And their price, their price, price also seems to be astronomically high based on the information that we get as fans. So don't really hold your breath mets fans for this like bang, 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 this crazy thing. Maybe there could be another bench bat signing, a guy like Jerks and Profar, a guy like Tommy Fam, get ourselves a real fourth outfielder. There's always more relievers that are gonna be out there. Favorite of the show, Julian Merriweather from the Toronto Blue Jays was yes. DFA'd today as we went into the recording here. That's a guy who I would want to bring into the building immediately. Just let let Jeremy Hefner just sprinkle his magic dust on him, get get a new lights out back into the bullpen guy. It's, it's, it's that we have to come down off this high right now and jump back into reality and look at this team, look at this roster, look where we're at and get ready for the season.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data wasabi another boston based championship team
1: Mets fans we need a little heat check you know we were starting to think you know our, our stuff don't stink and it's it was completely reasonable and i still think we should be up on our high horse i still think we should be high and excited and all that kind of stuff but we need a little heat check this was the heat check it's all right i think i'm also going to do a little more copium my last copium and then i'll stop talking about it here how how amazing is it that the owner of the New York Mets, this front office, was willing to spend $300 when they were already over the luxury tax. That was something that that was possibly going to happen. That's something that we haven't seen ever with the New York Mets, really, or really any teams in baseball, spending that kind of money. So that, that alone is at least a sign, if you're a Mets fan who's really, really upset, that's a sign of, oh, wow, okay, so there's clearly a plan. There's clearly a process in place. Mets are trying to win as long as it makes sense. They don't really seem to care about the price tag. That, to me, is... That's really cool. And if I'm going to be, you know, uh, I don't know what the right word is here. I'm not great with the vocabulary sometimes, but that to me is really, that's a good sign. It's cool. a good sign. Yeah, yeah cool. it's a cool thing.
0: <laughs> and it's just, it's the fact that we also know as an organization, as fans, that they're it's never done. You know what I mean? It's never complete. The, the, the concept of building a roster and building a championship caliber team, it's never finished. And the fact that that is something that's shared completely it's by everybody involved in here from top to bottom is something that's comforting. and something that we, at least if we have to, I hate, I hate trying to like get a silver lining from this, but it's something you can hang your hats on. Like, It's, it's never going to, we're never, you know what I mean? It's not going to be over until it's over. And even if it's over, it's probably still something else you could really do and get after it one more time. And that's something that almost no other team in baseball can can boast. Almost no other team in organized sports can boast. And the fact that we can always be able to think that there could be something else that's happening. But like we just said, logically, probably the next six weeks, I wouldn't expect that. But just in the future, in the way we're moving forward with this organization, the way it's being built, the way this team is now is now operating. We know that that is true and a fact and something that's really cool.
1: Not hundred percent. Good baseball team at the end of the day for the Mets with or without Carlos Correa. Obviously now it's without still, still a very, very good team. A lot of good stuff happening this off season. I mean, we saw some projections that came out too, and they were giving Kodai Sanga great projections, Justin Verlander, Scherzer, all these guys like what was it? Zips. Was that who came out with it or steamer? Which one was it?
0: yeah it was zips steamers out but steamer doesn't have any of the, the international players to come over this year but zips which is another fan grass projection system gave the mets even because they didn't include carlos cray in their system they said this is one of the the best the most talented teams in baseball and mark and i were even just talking yesterday on discord hanging out and we were looking around the national league it's, it's really just us in the east it's just going to be a dogfight between these three teams the mets the braves and the phillies the dodgers while they're still you'll never count them out their roster Look significantly weaker right now. than It did a year, yep. two years ago, by a lot. The Padres are have an unbelievable team, but we always know that they find some way to screw something up. They just they don't use enough numbers there, so we have we we definitely will have that over them. Which that guy they got us in the playoffs last year, but I'm I still they're not they're not. I, it's we have this division is is the battle right now, and it's it's three teams are pretty evenly matched. They each have different strengths, different weaknesses, and we just gotta go get them. And this team does have improvements over last year still. That people. You know, that we have to like really realize and understand and appreciate because we had for months a DH position that was completely useless. Is that too mean? A production list? I mean, a, D- a DH spot that didn't have, nothing really came from it last year for a very long time. And now we're going to enter this season with a hither in Daniel Vogelback who was, who proved last year over a long sample that he was well above league average hitter at the DH spot. And we're going, going to have at least opportunities, probably, potentially, we don't know anything given to Brett Bailey and Francisco Alvarez for a third base designated hitter. And there's going to be potential there for about three guys who project very, very well, better than the hitters that were on the, in those positions at this time last year to make this team better.
1: No, hundred percent. Pete Alonso like really looked so unbelievably good last year where he's just simply one of the better power hitters in the entire game. Again, like that's exciting. Francisco Lindor had his big year, an MVP caliber ish season in terms of value. Obviously he didn't win the MVP. No one's saying that, but, the idea is that he was a extremely. That's exactly what we expected from Francisco Lindor when we got him. Brendan Nimmo looked great. Starling Marte looked great. Like there's guys all around this team that shouldn't make you worried because we did not get Carlos Correa. This team is still very good. Could get even better. Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez are two guys that could make huge impacts on this team. We've seen rookies do it before. They have the bats. You know, it's just getting a little bit of MLB um, experience underneath their belts but they're good hitters. We've seen them show sparks. It's it's weird to be having this conversation now because for the last month it's been, you know, the opposite of what we were expecting to be playing third base, but I think, you know, through this therapy session hopefully of listening to this podcast, you guys feel better like we do as we talk more and more on it. Definitely.
0: And also it's just everyone every Mets fan's had a weird month. So now bring everybody back get ready. Look, look at, look at each other. Look yourself in the mirror. Look at the players we have together in this locker room. Realize this is a championship caliber team. Just get ready for the season.
1: It's almost like Merc, What is it? Mercury's in retrograde. That's when like stuff's acting weird and everybody's a little bit off. They say it's in retrograde. I think it's now in in grade or whatever the the normal form of Mercury Mercury's is. mercury has been graded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's stable, whatever it is, it's stable. And uh, I, th- I think we're going to be just fine. Just fine. I'm, I'm really excited for the baseball season i can't wait i'm itching for pitchers and catchers to get started up like you said 38 or 37 days whatever it is i they can't come soon enough i'm taking we're we're both taking a vacation coming up here soon for the first time in a really long time gonna play some golf in florida so if anybody has recommendations for good golf courses out in florida that are not gonna cost 250 dollars to play because me and my dad are not particularly good and that would just be a waste of money to Play at a super awesome golf course and shoot 120. But if you have recommendations for some cheaper golf courses, throw them my way on Twitter at Giraffe Neck Mark Would appreciate it. But I think, like you said, these next few weeks, kind of get back into the swing of things, relax, and get ready for the long baseball season that's inevitably coming.
0: Also, just another quick update, just to get something in here. It's the only time we're going to talk to you guys this week. We're starting to get a lot of the, uh, the Hall of Fame ballots coming in, which I think is a fun thing to talk about for all baseball fans. As of right now, 38% of the ballots have been counted. Shout out Ryan Thibodeau. He's usually the guy who's on top of this, not Mr. Tibbs on Twitter. Right now, Scott Roll and Todd Helton are in with Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones very close behind.
1: Okay, yeah. And Bel- I, and Beltran- I've, Carlos I've been Beltran looking- looks like someone
0: who's not going to make it this time, but he has a great, he's in a great spot, 58% in his first time on the ballot.
1: Yeah, I've been looking at the tracker. I've been seeing so many people filling out blank ballots and that gets me really, really frustrated because there are Hall of Famers on this list. I've I've come to the realization of I don't really like arguing about the Hall of Fame too much just because a lot of these guys like they they put in the work, they had great careers. I don't like diminishing a guy's career, especially when they make it onto this. It feels like it feels really rude. I don't know, it feels like very personal and I don't want it to be. But some of the votes that have been going out there have been absolutely absolutely nuts. And the fact that there are guys that just consistently year after year put out blank ballot, blank ballot, blank ballot. We, we got to fix something with that. We spoke about it earlier in the offseason. The system is flawed. They need to fix it because there's no way that Carlos Beltran should not be in the Hall of Fame first ballot. There's no way that Billy Wagner, Billy Wagner is like the most robbed guy on this list and outside of possible PED use and whatnot. But like, oh my God, it's crazy that like, there's such gatekeeping for something that is supposed to be, a hall to recognize the greats of baseball for the fans of baseball
0: i just mentioned that briefly you would do the whole like whole rant
1: on it it gets me it gets me mad dude it gets me so mad because it's stupidity it's dumb like you're not that important your vote isn't like who did the whole thing where he made like an entire like movie montage about oh like yeah, filling it out with like a quill and a, a, a feather quill. Like, my God. It was
0: a video of himself opening the envelope and pondering and filling it out with like spiraling <laughs> camera as he himself voiced it over and narrated. It was honestly, it was an incredible piece of content. I'll never forget the rest of my life. And every, everyone should go take a look at it right now. I'm sure you can find it on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, just like the places you could find this podcast.
1: Yes, definitely, and I think that's a perfect way for us to kind of bring an end to this short, quick episode, but we wanted to, we told you, as soon as, you know, that who shall be not be named, uh, Voldemort, gets mentioned or whatever, as soon as that news breaks, we will have it for you, and we came through with that promise, I know we've been a little bit slow this offseason, but we're going to be back on that regular schedule, we have some great interviews lined up for you guys, not going to tell you the names just yet, yeah, maybe a little surprise for you, but some really, really good stuff coming up, and We just get to focus on the 2023 season now. The Carlos Correa saga is over. He'll be in Minnesota. Go have fun over there. It's going to be freezing for like nine months of the year. And uh, Mets are going to still be good. We're going to be fine. So, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you follow us on all our social media, at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to the Mets YouTube channel so you don't miss out on the video version of this. And if you're listening to us, which is important, make sure you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey. Anywhere you get your podcast, drop us a rating. Drop us a review. We haven't seen reviews in a while. I know it's the winner, so everyone's kind of taking time off. I want to see you at least one review on there. So, drop us a review, download, subscribe, all that stuff. Follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiano. And me at Giraffe Neck, Mark with a C. Thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll catch you next week, probably for another episode of the Messed Up Podcast. Peace out. Get up. Get Get up. Get up.